Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I did this interview a few years ago in New York with my good friend Mike Green. Yeah, this one is with G-Eazy. Like, ah! But I think when I first interviewed him, he wasn't as big. Like, he was big, but not, like, big, big now. So we kind of chat about his upbringing. I mean, I don't even really need to describe to you what he's done, because you guys probably know him. That's why you're clicking on this. But um, really fun interview, really nice guy. It was fun taking the photos backstage with him. They're up online somewhere. I don't know how you would find them, but they're fun. And I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Also, make sure to share on your IG story screenshot, tag Sidewalk Talk Show, and I'll be sure to reshare on my IG stories as well. Hope you guys enjoy. In your song, Say So, you mentioned this pretty-ass white boy doesn't deserve to be here. This shit doesn't happen by accident. Which leads me to the question, do you think people who have seen such great success as yourself are born with this gene, or...? Mm. Uh, it's definitely a balance, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of times, like, prodigies don't become as big as they could be. You know what I mean? Because to a kid who, you know, everything comes so easily to, it's like... What do you have to work for? You've been good at everything you've ever tried to do in life. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, you know, people that have to, like, you know, work harder for something, you know what I mean, are sometimes driven but limited by their actual abilities that mm -hmm. they were born with. So it's a balance, man. It's got to have both. Is um, there anything that you kind of, you say it's a balance. Where do you fall on that line of prodigy versus kind of... It definitely wasn't a prodigy. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I just, uh... I've always been hella driven mm -hmm. since I was since I was hella young. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, always been creative and always wanted to like build something. Yeah. I mean, like a you know, like like you know, be something in the world. Yeah. Be something more than. Yeah, yeah, know? something more than regular. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I never wanted to just work a nine to five and be content, like you know, being an ordinary person. Yeah. Where do you think that, that drive came from? Shit, hell if I know. Man. <laughs> um, Was there anyone, like, in your life that kind of... Yeah. Um, both of my parents are artists, mm -hmm. visual artists. Um, my aunt and uncle uh, um, played music. And um, we lived with them when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And they were in a surf rock band. And I really looked up to them a lot. Yeah, they were... I mean, I still do that. Some of the coolest people on earth, mm -hmm. coolest people I've ever, uh, coolest people I know. Um, and I would watch them rehearse. You know what I mean? I would get to go to their concerts sometimes, and um, you know, they were rock stars in my eyes. Like I wanted to grow up and be like that. Mm -hmm. Has that influenced the, the type of music you create or the way you produce? I mean, yeah, in a sense, like I've got real eclectic taste. Mm -hmm. A part of you know what I mean, like my upbringing, like at home, yeah, it was like, you know. Like like the Beatles, Bob Dylan, like contemporary, you know, mm -hmm. rock music, and then you know outside, you know, with my friends and at school it was you know it was Tupac and E Forty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so with your friends, you know, was there that underground scene that you know kind of kind of reflected? Um, amongst your friends and everything? Like, did you guys have rap battles? Did you... Yeah, hell yeah, man. And, um, I mean, that was just what me and my friends were into. Mm -hmm. Like, 
was that that was like the scene you, you fell know, into? Yeah, we played basketball sometimes, but primarily, you know what I mean? Like we wanted to be rappers, mm-hmm. um, and we would write, you know, write raps to pass the time in class, like mm-hmm. in school. And every day we catch the bus to my house, yeah, where we had like a little small studio set up in my room, and my mom would let us record until, yeah, you know, until I had to go to sleep. She'd kick everybody out and be like, "Joe, you got school in the morning." Um, I mean, yeah. like, so that was like our like that was our thing, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we like we wanted to be rap stars. Yeah, like <laughs> literally, um, we spent our time like writing and making music. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a very like pronunciated, very like understandable flow to you. Mm-hmm. Very like lyrical, just like it it all flows. Um, where do you think that that kind of like came from? Was that how you always rapped? Um, um, uh, to, to like enunciate clearly uh, yeah I mean just like the, the way you, you pronounce words it's very like on beat very just like it, it, it comes out natural yeah um, <laughs> was there anyone that you tried to like model like, off yeah. of I mean I've, I've got a million influences mm-hmm. yeah if you had to like choose one Jadakiss to Mac Dre to Drake okay that's cool to Lil Wayne do you think having a, a college degree in music helped your, your growth success? Um, <clears throat> or do you think you would have gotten here either I'm, way? I, I met my manager in mm-hmm. college. Okay. And um, uh, both of them, actually. Um, and they've been, you know what I mean, like, in... Kind of instrumental. Like, yeah. In they've, been, they've been extremely instrumental, you know, for every single step of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, we've built this together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so meeting them mm-hmm. and, like, learning by doing, like, getting my hands dirty, like, getting my feet wet, like, getting in the game and just, like, you know, I never, I don't believe you, you accomplish anything by, like, sitting around and waiting to be discovered or waiting mm-hmm. for something to happen. Yeah. Like, you really only learn by doing yeah. and by just being out there actually in the field, like, doing shit, you know? Yeah. And we just, you know, we were all hard workers. Like, we all pushed each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, anyone can respect that, honestly. It's, it's about the hard work that, that mm-hmm. takes you forward. No one gets anywhere sitting on the couch, really. Anymore. Yeah, nah. We definitely weren't, like, couch shitters mm-hmm. <laughs> and video game players <laughs> and TV watchers. We were, like, yeah studio rats that's cool um i mean you have an almost cult-like following so what's the biggest insight you've gained about or the insight you've learned about having this much power Mm. with great power comes great responsibility (laughs) uh i don't know i mean i i mean you literally have like a cult-like following yeah yeah um it just pushes me to you know, mm-hmm. to make the best music I can make, to never let them down. Yeah. You know I mean, I feel blessed that people care about what I make. Because mm-hmm. I remember when there wasn't an audience, you know, yeah. no one did really care about what I was making and releasing. Mm-hmm. You know, in my head, I thought it mattered, but it, you know, yeah. I, wasn't, I hadn't made anything that it mattered. You know what I mean? There was, you know, no one on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to just be like appreciative of, of the fans. And, um, you know, to go hard for them. Mm-hmm. Like, if I go weak, then I'd let them down, and they, yeah. you know what I mean, they believe in me, so. Mm-hmm. Was there was there anything kind of, like, monumental that you learned about yourself from, like, this growth over time, from, you know, having that, like, that no, no, no fan follow base, 
when no one listened to your music up until yeah, yeah, now? Yeah. Was there anything that kind of like... Yeah, to be appreciative. Yeah. Yeah, because this shit can get taken away in a second. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? pictures of me yeah. and like the people even behind the register when they gave me you know my food want to like take a picture <laughs> giving it to me and it's like yo like you know that like can I just yeah can I just blend in and just chill and be normal mm. I don't know I think like the one thing that I've taken out of like interacting with so many artists mm -hmm. is that they're just regular people like they yeah. literally just want to be Some treated like are. regular people yeah yeah, yeah. um like I mean, like, I was watching Aziz Ansari's, like, Masters of None on Netflix, mm -hmm. and he's just like, I, I, like, I don't know if he quoted it in this, but he was just like, honestly, like, dudes walk up to me, and they're like, yo, like, let me take a picture of you, and Aziz is like, nah, like, why don't you just ask how my day's going, like, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, totally, man, <laughs> fuck. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, people don't think about it, but, um, I was actually, um, I was talking to Kehlani earlier mm -hmm. um, she said she had a hard day in London because it's like she, um, she's been on her Europe tour for about a week or two or whatever mm -hmm. and uh, we caught her right before she left yeah and it's been non-stop you know what I mean like I just got back from Europe and it was mm -hmm. crazy it's like you you fly all the way there you want to make the most of your time so it's you know a million interviews on top of the shows and she had a meet and greet and she said that like you know the fans were being hella out of pocket you know what I mean like kind of disrespectful mm -hmm. and not being considerate you know of like and she's sick on top of that mm -hmm. and um and you know what I mean it gets crazy it's like we got a lot on our plates like and and you know what I mean you never want to let people down because mm -hmm. at the end of the day like I am so appreciative mm -hmm. of the fans like of these opportunities but we're just we're normal human beings too yeah. you know what I mean but it's like it gets hard to find time to sleep. I mean, like, based on that, do you ever second-guess this life? Hell no. <laughs> Shit, I'd rather be doing this than back working where I was working before. Where was that? It's a restaurant called Top Dog in the Bay Area. Okay. It has nothing to do with Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and I just wanted to quickly go back to, like, your aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. um, what was it like growing up with them? I mean, like, what kind of music did they play, and like, how did that, like, how does that inspire you, and like, how did, how is that reflected in your music today? Um, man, they listen to a ton of stuff, mostly mm -hmm. rock, uh, like a lot of contemporary rock. Um, and you you hear aspects of that, like, in your music. Yeah, yeah. It was cool for me. They would like get booked to open up for like bands that were really popular at the time and mm -hmm. they would have the posters like hung up in their rooms and I'd be like wow like you played with all these favorite famous bands yeah. you know what I mean like um like Cake um like Sublime I think okay. um you know and I was just like damn like you're only like one step away from like 
you know stardom yeah and in my eyes they were super they were superstars mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I was just like damn like rock and roll is so cool like in the sense of like being a rock star living that lifestyle like mm-hmm. never growing up you know what I mean just being youthful forever and having fun they'd have all their friends over and throw parties in the house and get drunk and like I was just like wow I want to grow up and be like this mm-hmm. you know what I mean I mean like, like based on that it seems like going back to the first question like mm-hmm. There isn't necessarily a balance because it seems like you were, you were like thrown into it. Like you, you've been like living this life your entire life. Like it's in your blood. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what What was your aunt and uncle's band name? Also, the New Easy Devils. The what? The New Easy Devils. New Easy Devils. I like yeah. that. And also, yeah. how were you? Like, when did you know you were gonna take the leap from doing like? work in a restaurant or what gave you the boost in confidence to doing music full-time well I was I was rapping while I was working at the restaurant um, was there a specific like moment or like how did you I, mean, I, I, I was like you know around the time I started making music um, I was like if you're gonna do this then do just it. strive to be great because otherwise what's the point if you don't want to be like a top tier mm-hmm. like a list artist then just you know I'm not a hobby kind of person I'm like yeah. very I don't I, I can't explain where it came from but I can I mean your aunt and I can, it seems I can, like yeah 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 you know, but I was like man I want to be like a you know, yeah like a a Dr. Dre or an Eminem or a Tupac mm-hmm. you know what I mean like an icon what about like the and, it, and it sounds foolish because it's like at the time like you know, this is when I just started. Like, the beats were trash. You know what I mean? I, you know, I wasn't talking about anything. Um, you know, so the music was pretty bad. But I just, um, you know, that's the way I approached it. I mean, I think, like, at the end of the day, if, if you don't have that drive or that passion, yeah. then, A, like, what's the point? And B, there's something wrong. Like, you got to reevaluate yeah. what you like. Yeah, the world's got enough noise, man. We don't need more. Especially in today's world. It's fucking... Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so cluttered, you know? So, shit. Cool. <laughs> so, we'll go with that.